Welcome to Top Dogs. We're excited to bring you yet another episode full of engaging discussions and inspiring stories. I'm your host, Fiction Boy. I'm Stream Arcadad. I'm Whiplash Wolf. And I'm Luis Howlez. And today, we're in for a treat. Our guest is someone who's lent his voice to characters that have captivated a community. A man who's known for his charm, charisma, and of course, the vocal cords that make magic happen. <laughs> he brought life to the character of Angel Dust and in the renowned web series, Hasman Hotel. Please welcome Michael Kovac. <laughs> I was, Makes yeah, I voiced for uh, the pilot specifically and for uh, Addict. But yes, I did voice Angel for the pilot and Addict. Uh, it's great to be here. Just you guys are all really fun. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yes. I'm bad at taking compliments. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Welcome the one who has made you a furry for sure. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Starting strong today. He's converted, yeah, converted quite a few people. <laughs> And murdered more people to be gay, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to say this. I'll, I'll start with the first question. And then we'll go from uh, Whiplash. Actually, no, we'll go from Stream to Whiplash and then House. Is that okay? Good. All right. So, my first question is, before we, like, delve into your fascinating career and your voice at, um, acting, we'd love to know about the moment you discovered this passion. And can you take us back to a defining instance when you knew voice acting was your calling? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like most people, I think that we all to some degree grew up with cartoons um <laughs> and uh with me i just i watched uh I, I had this unique fascination with the character of mickey mouse and so mm. just as a little kid i just i would hear mickey mouse's voice and i i just recognized that's a very distinct voice when you hear a voice like that the first thing you think is wow that's mickey mouse and i'm j it, it just kind of fascinated me and so i really wanted to kind of um, figure out how to do Mickey's voice. Um, so just, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was like, I was in middle school, so I was a little kid, just going like, oh boy, ha ha, wow, it's not, it wasn't really perfect back then. It was, <laughs> it was a work in progress, but, um, hey, you know, you know what that, you did well. Hey, back then, these days it sounds more like, oh boy, gosh, oh no, I, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like, just as a little kid, that's, that's, <laughs> That's like a character voice that I heard, and I'm like, I want to be able to replicate that. And so I just, I practiced it, I practiced it, and just over time, I kind of found fascination with other voices too. Over time, I was, you know, I um, I did like little fan dubs of Sonic game clips back when I was like in middle school, um, and I just kind of really liked uh, doing things with my voice and acting with my voice and doing, um, doing a, you know, different character voice voices um just trying to act with my voice in general and so just over time that kind of grew into something that i knew i kind of wanted to do as a career um okay yeah, long story short yeah, mickey long. mouse inspired me i'd say when you were trying to like do the mickey mouse impressions did it get you a lot of attention in middle school uh I didn't really try to do it in front of people because I'm a very, like, inclusive, shy person. So whenever I would talk to people, I never really brought it up unless I was asked. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so it wasn't really something I'd bring up. The thing that would get brought up the most is I remember in middle school, I impressed a lot of people by being able to do the SpongeBob oh, laugh. Wow. That's, that's wow. what people in middle school that is impressive. like, oh, wow. It's 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 literally just like I have to put my controller down to do it, but like it's you you take your you know your finger and you just kind of go up and down your throat like this with your neck. Uh, uh -huh. That's kind of what Tom Kenny does. You just see him go, where he vibrates his uh, his Adam's apple kind of. But uh, yeah, I've seen a video about that. Yeah, it's a very unique remember. laugh. <laughs> it very much is so. God. To be fair, if I had that power doing that, I'd just do that every time I'd laugh. I would just have to. Because people would just <laughs> very, be so shocked they'd probably laugh harder. Laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So, for our next question, uh, sorry, okay. I, did, I I wasn't sure of the structure. Uh, so you portrayed uh, your uh, your portrayal of Angel Dust in Has Been Hotel has been acclaimed by fans. Uh, can you share with us the process behind creating this character's unique voice, uh, which you describe as your worst Joe Pressy uh, Pessy impression? Uh, what inspired you to use that specific impression for your audition, and how did it involve uh, involve the voice of Angel Dust we know today? Yeah, so when I auditioned for Angel for the pilot, um, I um, I sent Vivian my demo reel, and um, she liked it, and she wanted to give me an opportunity to read for three characters. I read for Angel, Alistair, and Husk, and I did audition for all three. Um, when I did Angel, I did two takes because I wasn't sure what kind of direction we wanted to go with. The first take was more or less my natural voice because that, that's a thing that they say you should do when you're, you know, auditioning is include at least one take in a more natural voice. Um, so I did one take that was basically my voice just going, listen, you win some, you lose some, whatever. Like just just kind of talking like this <laughs> as Angel where it's, it's a lot more natural and more like around here. And then I did a second take that was a little higher. It was not quite as high as the take I went with. It was just like, um, listen, you win some, you lose a few hundred, okay? It was it was more around here. And they were like, let's take it up a notch. Let's make it a little higher. Go for like a Joe Pesci. And let's like, let's increase the um, harshness of the accent. Let's make it a very thick accent. Um, like they, the two voice references that I was given were Clamps from Futurama and uh, Joe uh -huh. Pesci. And so I, I went the Joe Pesci route where, you know, I watched a few of his old movies and, you know, there's obviously the classic like, what, you think I'm funny? Funny how? Funny haha? Funny what? Like, just that entire scene. Um, so I kind of kind of went in that direction where I took, no, it's all good. Yeah, it's a funny voice. Uh, <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. And so, I'm going to be and laughing so I, this I, whole uh, episode. I'm sorry ahead of time. Yeah, so when I did, when I did my callback for Amy, Angel, um, I specifically did that where I, I tried to elevate it a little bit and I just went like, um, like, yeah, some jagoffs got hurt, whatever, who, who freaking cares? I'm not going to swear because I don't know if swearing's good here, but who freaking cares, right? <laughs> so it's just wow. a lot more exaggerated. Angel does actually watching what he says. That's unheard of. <laughs> All right. I don't give a beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, hey, I mean it works. So it's you know. Pesci. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Pesci. I don't know how to pronounce that name, Pesci. Yeah, sorry. Joe Pesci. I know. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe, Pe um, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Joe Pesci. <laughs> He's a funny man. Yeah. I remember watching his old movies. Oh god, it's just too funny watching him in them. No, it doesn't matter which movie he was he's in, in. He was in Home Alone. If you remember Home Alone, he was um, one yeah. of the two people mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I think I know the character. I think I know okay. the guy you're talking about. Oh my god. Which one? The the tall, tall and skinny, or the short guy? The shorter one. The shorter, thicker guy. He's got the higher. Oh, like, if you listen to his, if you listen to his voice, he's got that high, like. Because there's what is it? Harry and Marv. Um, I think. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember yes, which yeah. one is Harry, which one is Marv, but like, you know, one of them kind of sounds more like this. He's like, listen, Harry or Marv so kind of sounds like this. And then there's Joe Pesci that's obviously like, listen, you dipstick. We're going to do it this way, okay? We're going to rob these kids blind. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that movie. Good. Oh, yeah, there's so much comedy. What was it, Home Alone, where the guy just got shocked by electrical box and just kept screaming oh, the more he kept getting shot? <laughs> yeah, so no, dude. Oh, man. All of, the, all of the stuff in Home Alone is brutal. It's brutal. It's no, really funny. Absolutely. That it's like classic Three Stooges humor. Oh, that kid in Home Alone, that was basically me, but less dangerous than what he was doing. Mm. <laughs> I would make a bunch of inventions and locks and strings and things that would go around the house and tracks and but they were not lethal they, they were not meant to protect the house but when I saw that movie I was like so inspired I want to make all these things and my parents were like no 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 you calm down stream you're not gonna do that Good. a little excessive <laughs> yeah. they're like oh no we're seeing where this is going 
<laughs> oh it's no. Like, you've seen Home Alone, it's like, oh, our child is not growing up like that. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> that child was a sociopath. <laughs> yes, very much so. All right. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so... Every role comes with its own sets of challenges and rewards. I'm pretty sure particularly a challenging experience you had in your voice acting career that and how you overcame it. Conversely, do you have a moment that stands out especially rewarding or memorable? Um, that's a tough one because there's always going to be circumstances with every role. Um, I guess more recently one of the more like difficult things would be um the Lackadaisy pilot just came out recently, uh, which, by the way, absolutely loved working on Lackadaisy. Very, very fun. Um, characters are so silly. I don't know if anyone here has seen that, but uh, it's got like that very classic, like, what is it? Xerox era kind of animation style where the lines yes. are all very sketchy, and it's it's very mm. nice. Like, I, I really like how it looks. But either way, uh, the character of Rocky, he's very much... Um, very theatrical with his performances and he's got set like two sections in the pilot where he is basically um doing poetry where he's quoting poetry or, or making up poetry on the spot while he plays the violin to it um i just remember um in particular with that one um that very first poem the old man river that seems far too Bless your name. Like, there's a whole poem there um, that he does. That one in particular, we had to record, I think, three different sessions just to get the right take for that because they there were so many little nuances they wanted involved in that particular uh, poem. I think we did, like, again, we did three sessions, and I'm pretty sure most of the sections in that poem were all spliced from different sessions. It's just... That entire thing is just kind of Frankenstein to oblivion. There's so, so many different parts Probably. that were just taken from different sessions over and over and over. Um, I think I read it, like, if I had to guess, like, maybe 40 to 50 times in full. Um, just we, we did a lot of takes for it. But it seems like people liked what, what it came out of it, so that is good. I honestly enjoyed the Impressive. pilot. Like, it's really good. Also, and I enjoy these, you know, like, the lion thing you're talking about, the Xerox. Like, the lion over lion shadow you can see even with the finish. To me, I actually like that. It looks more authentic, to me at least. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I, a lot of commenters and people were saying, oh, the animators were so lazy. They left in all the lines. The problem is that they did not leave in all the lines. They actually added all the lines after the fact because they some of those lines. Lines didn't even exist because of how digital art works. They didn't even need to make those uh, for some, you know, in some instances. So they just kind of added them for that visual effect. Um, but I you know, I, like I really like it. To be honest, I, I really don't say, like the fact that. Isn't that the entire point? Yeah, that is the entire point. It's supposed to look like the Xerox era of Disney, which is, you know, like Aristocats or um, oh god, what what else is there? There's a bunch. Um, Robin Hood, Sword in the Stone. Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah, those kinds of movies. Like that 60s to 70s era. I think even early 80s era Disney. Um, just that kind of visual look. Would, um, yeah, they use those Oliver and Company. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. Just, I, I really like the visual style. It's very, very, um, very distinct and stands out from everything else. All right. I know how. Which you got a question? Uh, indeed. Given that you ha already have quite the resume under your belt, you were Rocky and Lackadaisy, Angel Dust and Hatsby Hotels we've discussed previously, but you were also in video games like Brock the Investigator, in which you're Graph, if I'm not mistaken, you were also Rich from Poppy Playtime. So, I think the one curious question that I have to ask is, is there a role that you have been dying to go for that people have not considered you of playing just yet like is there a role that you very much wanted to do like a specific kind of role or kind of like a character in mind that is a fantastic question because yes usually a lot of the characters i voice tend to be more um in my natural register or higher uh, 
Um, I've only more recently gotten to do characters that are a bit lower in my register. So, to, you know, um, with... Brock the Investigator in mind, I did voice Graf, which is basically my natural voice. He's, he sounds like me. Um, but there's also two other characters I voice in that game. There's uh, uh, RJ, who uh, his voice, he's a ba big bear character in that game. Uh, his voice is... <clears throat> it's a lot more down here. He just sounds very rough and mad. Oh my god. It's like, oh god. hey. Hey Brock, what's going on? You're a, you're a gator. I don't work with Peter, sorry. But he's very okay, don't, much don't like... Don't stop talking like that. It's triggering my tics. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Oh no. I won't talk like that anymore. You're good. Oh god, You're good. I say continue on. I, I enjoyed this. Oh my this. god, I can't it was so good. Happening. Oh my god. Okay, so uh, one thing that really triggers me, like, hardcore, is deep sexy voices like you just did and that <laughs> took me off guard and i started twitching because it got me you don't expect I something like oh that from little old me i am so sorry oh, i didn't expect oh, it no, that i didn't expect great. it i was just listening and then it started uh it started <laughs> happening the only the only other person men started the only other the only other person that has done to me was my friend Jake Carfield. He has a deep voice like that, and it drives me nuts. I love it so much, and it 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 tingles in the back of my mind. It's just the way the frequencies it reverberates. It's just like ah, <laughs> it's really weird. See, my explain. my deep voice. When I actually do try my deep voice, it does not work on him. I, it's probably no, because he's you been around me too much. No, there's oh something god. missing. But you, oh my god, that was too good. I think I think it's good. the texture. I think it's the texture. I'm not yes. gonna replicate it because I don't want to, you know, trigger you. But yeah. I, say, I, I think say it's that like, like texture. It. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I enjoyed it. But what have uh, I the done? Character... <laughs> The character Rich from Poppy Playtime is the, literally that same kind of voice. I won't replicate it, but it's that same kind of voice. Um, yeah, that's that's the kind of character that I usually don't get to do. Is usually like lower voices. I I um I I definitely hope that at some point I think I might have something like this coming along potentially that people don't know about just yet. Uh, I don't even know just yet either. Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out, but um, there's I'm in talks to do something that's like a lot different from usual, which is like a much lower, much more sinister, um, darker, you know, kind of toned character, uh, uh, which is something Ooh. I've kind of wanted to experiment with because I'm so used to playing characters that are more chaotic and more like loud and, you know, like high energy. So like voicing a character that is more like low and menacing and scary and intimidating like uh, like sammy from bendy and the ink machine i'm immediately thinking of that right now that's 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 a good example yeah that's a pretty good example like voicing a character like that that's just very low and menacing i'm, I'm intentionally not putting my voice down there just for you i'll do it for one second just like just that kind of like very very low or raspy intimidating okay it's just you good now scary yeah, you good? that's it. How I'm the done. hell do you do that? This is so it's good. Called, How it's called practice. I've just been doing this for so long. I'm just so used to it. Uh, you found my business and profession that people take for granted. Yeah. You do, um, you not, do not, have to practice every, your ranges. Yeah, not every voice actor, like has a vocal range that goes like super low to like super high like some voice actors are are more like you know in a certain range where the you know there'll be voice actors in my regular range where they don't really go much lower or much higher from it but that's perfectly fine like you know it's it's a very like like voice actors sometimes just have a specific niche that they're really really good at i just um i'm very lucky that i'm able to kind of expand my horizons in a few different directions um, so I tried. I I just try to do what I can. <laughs> I'm I'm actually curious about this. Did did you train? Did you practice to get your voice so low and have such? Um, how do you do? How do you describe that? I was a choir. I was a choir boy. I was a choir boy in high school, and um, I oh. just back back when I was Hallelujah. in choir. Um, 
Hallelujah. But yeah, I was a choir boy. And um, even back then in choir, um, I don't know if this is what necessarily did it for me. But I just remember we did not have very many boys in our choir. It was mostly, you know, mostly female, mostly sopranos and altos. Um, yeah. There were no like masculine voices. There were like maybe maybe three dudes and like maybe 20 female, you know, singers in the choir. And so the three singers in the male section had to like really compensate. And uh, I'll be honest, only one of the other people in my team really ever tried. There was always one dude that was just there. It's like, whatever, it's just credit. And so me and this other dude had to put in all the work. And um, he, he was a lower tone guy. I was a higher tone guy. So um, I would typically go higher, but, in, but I could actually go lower than he could. So what we had to do wow. is I... <laughs> I had to, oh rent, during some songs, I had to sing the tenor, and then for, like, some parts where it was just, it would get really low, I had to suddenly switch down to bass. And it was very weird, but I just, I got used to it. It's just something that kind of developed. Well, congratulations. So, You're but... the first person that publicly shamed me and found my one of my rare weaknesses in public. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you, so quite impressive you were just one of were, you were just one of three guys in your choir group it depends on what year because there was one year where we had like five but like even then it was just at, at, at most we had like five people in our choir and uh, like dudes in choir so doing bass or, or um tenor and um oh my God. it just it, yeah it was it was very a very small amount so i always had to me and like one or two other people in the choir always had to step it up and make sure that we were on our A game. Yeah, I just remember I was also in choir when I was in middle school, and I just remember for the last two years, I was literally the only boy, like the only boy out of the entire group. And that just made me do a lot of interesting perform performances at the time. I think I ended up getting my first standing ovation around that time. But moving on with the conversation of the voice, act, voice acting. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Genuinely, that's that's really cool. Like, honestly, I, I recommend that if someone's interested in voice acting, choir is a really good tool for just learning vocal exercises and warm ups and just kind of mm -hmm. expanding your voice. And like, because singing and voice acting are two, you know, very similar hobbies. <clears throat> like, if, you, if yeah. you're good at, if you're good at, like, if you're good at singing, um, that helps expand your vocal range and helps, you know, you with enunciation. And it's just generally good for um, kind of mm. getting into to a good habit. But also it can lead to bad habits, such as over-enunciating voice acting, which oh. you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, amazing, I'm going to be looking that, to look more into that house. Uh, um, but yes. yeah, I do singing too, so <laughs> I want to do that. And plus, I told you, me getting into voice acting is something I'm building the foundation on too. Yeah, and I wish you the best of luck. Like if you've if you've got some experience with singing, I think that you've yeah. got a real good shot at just kind of using that kind of knowledge to help you break in and understand some qualities in your voice that mm -hmm. uh, you can definitely utilize in voice acting. Oh yeah, I appreciate it, man. That is actually a big help. <laughs> yeah, so. of course. Among all the characters you voiced in for Murder Drones holds a special place in your heart. You mentioned that you relate to M because he is silly, shouty, and fun. Could you tell us more about how you channeled these aspects of your personality into the character? And what say, what say, has, what, I can't spell my words. And what says <laughs> has voices in impacted or influenced your person, uh, Person, ah, personally or professionally if you need me to repeat that <laughs> i can't <laughs> no no you're good you're good i i basically got the gist of what you were saying um so yeah n from murder drones is a character that i got to voice back in was it it was like 2021 i think i auditioned or was it 20 i can't remember but i've been voicing him for at least a year or two and um, he's very fun. He's a very, like, quirky, silly kind of character. He's, he's basically in my natural voice. So he's probably the closest as far as, like, vocally, you know, relating to me goes. He's the closest mm -hmm. to what I naturally sound like uh, of all the characters I've voiced. Um, yeah, 
he's very silly and very like quirky um and doesn't take himself seriously at all which is something that i definitely um relate to very heavily um as far as shouty goes he's not super super shouty um compared to like a character like rocky from lackadaisy who's very very shouty um mm -hmm. but he's 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 more like he does like very girly screams like he's very reactive i'd say um, where some of the most fun I have with that character is just when he's reacting to things and he goes like, ah! <laughs> it's just like a really high pitched stream. <laughs> Sorry if that peaked, by the way. I apologize if that peaked to the microphone. Um, no, no, you're good. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd, like as far as that character goes, uh, I just relate to him in the sense that he doesn't take himself seriously and that he's very much um, uh, just kind of a silly guy. And I see myself as kind of a silly guy too well you do some silly things at home where you're just like oh shoot <laughs> drop some shit oh well i'll just pick it up it's no big deal oh i'm very <laughs> i'm very accident prone i'm very accident prone i'll like i'll, I'll just trip over nothing very con dude i was at the lackadaisy mixer and i specifically remember <laughs> um <laughs> i just i tripped over myself i was the i like i tripped over myself and i completely fell over at the lackadaisy mixer and we like Ed Bosco, who voiced Alistair in the Hasbro Hotel pilot as well, and uh, he's in a uh, few things with me. He's in Billy Bust Up as well with me, um, mm. and uh, probably some other stuff, but I can't remember it right off the bat. But I just remember he was behind me when I tripped, and he had to be like, "No one saw that," and it just kind of no nobody acknowledged it. The rest of the time, it just happened, and nobody acknowledged it. It was kind of really funny. But yeah, no, I'm just I'm very accident prone and very like. Um, very clumsy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Your peripherals is like not. It's like, oh, well, well I didn't see it. Uh, to yep. me, and too fair. <laughs> too fair. I'm the same way. I'm very accident prone. I don't know how many times I've like almost like hurt myself or tripped over myself just doing something stupid. Like, I'll look at something and then I'll just immediately just forget what I was looking at or I'll just, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I can't remember how long it's been, but definitely in this house I haven't. But in the last house, I've definitely fallen down the stairs. Uh, I just moved like oh. I just moved like two or three months ago. Um, the last house we lived in for like three years, I've definitely tripped down the stairs like five times. Like I, oh, <laughs> I've I've I fall downstairs pretty easily. I, I I just trip over myself. I'm so I'm very <laughs> very accident prone. I feel like you if I trip down the stairs than what I tried to do one time. <laughs> you struggle with your balance? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, so as a kid, uh, I had constant ear infections, and I guess that oh. like did affect my balance to some degree. So my balance is a little wonky. Um, uh, yeah, I sense. do struggle to, and also I'm flat-footed, which doesn't help either. Um, but yeah, I do have a little bit of little bit of balance issues. I feel like we were just my like hanging out in my like backyard that, so. patio. Your husband's that way too. My my husband is kind of like that too. He's flat-footed and he has terrible balance. He will it will trick he will trip over a crack in the pavement, and he <laughs> he scares the hell out of me every time because I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like if you were just like hanging out in my back patio back patio at the pool, I feel like you would somehow fall into the pool. I luckily have never fallen into a pool, but there's a first for everything. Yeah. Let's just hope it doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> Before I get on to my next question, I got to say we hit something. All right, so subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell. Follow us on our audio platform and leave us a rating, and, the, and that will help us out a lot. Join our Discord and our Telegram chat. Links for all these are in the link tree below. Also, if you do hit the notification bell, it will leak you with all updates of our latest videos and hopefully more shorts as well now you go hey top dogs fan are you ready for an elevated fan experience discover exclusive perks by joining our server subscriptions on discord or patreon for only 2.99 a month become a podcast supporter unlock raw unedited podcast episodes access supporter meetups and receive a unique custom pie emoji among other special goodies craving more 
Then level up to our podcast supporter plus for $5.99. Participate in episode voting, share your feedback, and experience with the ex- uh, and experience the excitement of being in our live audience. Plus, you get an insider's peek at our upcoming merchandising and more. Uh, um, remember, your support is the fuel to our fire. While these subscriptions are optional, they significantly help us grow. So join us now and let's make the Top Dogs journey even more phenom- phenomenal together. Before you do anything, Whiplash, I have a suggestion. Let's get Michael. Why don't you threaten our audience with the Angel Dust impression? Actually, was going to actually oh, ask him that. Okay. <laughs> what am I saying? Don't do what, are, what are we? What are we guy. I don't know who that character hey, is again. Michael, but... come here. <laughs> Go up there. Hold on. Here I Go come. Hello. Hello. Hold on. I need to switch into a bigger avatar. Here, let's do it. Wait, yeah, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I can grab you. I think. I think I can grab you. Yes. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. Do we have grabbing powers? Don't they have grabbing powers? Cheeky. Oh, there okay, we go. Hello. Hello, <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. Well, I guess I'm going to be in the What am I doing? Hi. Just hello. Them. You can threaten. <laughs> Just threaten you. you hey, hey, bozos. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, so I'm not going to swear, but you dipsticks better watch the Top Dogs podcast. I swear. I, I'm, I'm looking at you. I see you. I'm looking at two cameras. There's two cameras in front of me. Watch the Top Dogs podcast, or I'll, I'll, I don't know, you'll burn in hell or something. There we go. That works. Hello. Hello, camera. Yes. Hello. As Mario once said, you go to hell before you die. Oh, go to hell before oh, you die. Oh, that was funny. All right, yeah, here I go. Sit down again. Oh, there we go. Oh, now I'm in the wrong direction. Let me fix myself in real life. <laughs> that was awesome. That was funny as hell. Wow. Very hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, and now I'm going to ask you this question. Let's get serious, people. All, All right. So, for the next face. question. Let's go. Let's put oh, on a God. serious face and let's do it. All right. All right. Let's ask those goddamn questions already. All right. Okay. So in. <laughs> I didn't even add any gravel. I didn't even add any gravel to that. That was just me a little. Look, it's just fun yeah, seeing Stream actually twitch over here. I, I like seeing it. The amount of people that I've saw me twitch like that are so little, so little. Uh, I'm a very strong, tough person, and now I feel like a complete wreck right now. But it's fine. I mean, it's, it's great. Every, every kind you go to now, people are just gonna walk up to you and try the most deepest voice they can give you. Yeah, and, uh, if, uh, and they'll see, they'll know right off the bat. If I start twitching, that means you're doing a good job. If you, I don't twitch, I'm like, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> could be very interesting. Oh well. So for next question, in Dragon Goes House Hunting, you lent your voice to Letty, the main character who embarks on a comedic adventure after being kicked out of his father's home. Can you share with us what drew you to this role? How do you approach voicing a character like Letty, and what challenges or joys did you experience in bringing up this unique character to life? Yeah, so Letty is a very interesting one because Letty is an anime voice acting role, which is different from a lot of the stuff I usually do because I voice act for a lot of indie animation online and video games and stuff like that, which, you know, that's all kind of voice acted. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a word for it, but um, you don't have any reference. You don't usually have reference materials. Like, you, you, maybe, maybe like storyboards and like little character designs and stuff but with anime you know you're dubbing the picture and so i have to match lip flaps and stuff like that that is the first time i ever had to match lip flaps for uh you know any kind of anime dub or anything that was a really unique experience because um with anime that's usually the harder kind of voiceover work for people just just because it's Mm -hmm. a lot more technical there's you know you listen to the three beeps and then you have to match lip flaps um and for some people it's 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 a pretty difficult process um it's not usually as easy i i'm very lucky that i kind of was able to get used to it very quickly 
Because um, I'd only done one other anime role before that. It was a character named Bunny in a show called Akudama Drive. And they had no mouth flaps. They were just like a little stick figure character. But Letty is very a very wholesome, like, gigantic dragon boy. Uh, the lead character in that show, um, which means I had a very large amount of dialogue at all times. But, yeah, he's a very sweet boy. He's like... His voice was around up here, so he just was like, Oh gosh, I don't know what I'm doing! I'm so sorry, Diaria! Like, he's just a very, like, um, very act- He's very oh accident-prone, actually. You know, c- coming back to that, coming back to being accident-prone. Very accident-prone, clumsy, like, gigantic doofus of a dragon. But, like, you know, he he, he would consider himself like, I'm, I'm such a waste of oxygen! <laughs> like, that kind of, that kind of oh a character. My God. Very self-deprecating. Um, he's, he's very cute. Very fun. Um, but yeah, like as far as like that that role goes, it's, it's just it was so different. Just in, on a technical note, because again, when you're working with anime, um, you have a script, you have lip flaps. Sometimes the script you're given don't always match the lip flaps perfectly, so we'll have to take a minute to like kind of fix the dialogue to actually fit the lip flaps a little better. Or sometimes the dialogue will be out of character, and we'll have to fix it while making it match lip flaps. So like, I got to be a little more involved in that and and actually make suggestions for certain things which was really fun um and uh it was a simul dub which means the show was airing in japan as i was dubbing it um i think we had like a three to five episode like backlog at times so like episode five would be airing in japan episode one would air in america with the dub and it was just it was just very cool getting to work on something that was still airing in japan um, very unique experience. I'm still not used to doing anime because, again, I'm, us- I'm usually an indie, like, animation voice actor. Um, so anime is, like, a different territory for me, but it was a lot of fun. I really had a good time voicing Letty. Oh. That's awesome. That's great. I like that dragon, though. He was. Sweet. You would think a dragon like that would be very tough and, you know, deeper voice. I was like, oh, I fell in love with him. He was just so adorable. I know. Love I know. Dad. And also that... And also that anime has some good like life lessons to some degree because it is it is a show mm-hmm. about like this this dragon is house hunting it's in the title um, I think the mm-hmm. Japanese title was dragon go buy a house that's what the Japanese title is dragon go mm-hmm. buy a house um, but uh, there's it, it tackles a bunch of subjects like you know uh, taxes property taxes. Um, certain like loans and things that go into a house wow, like you know okay. schematics of building it like it actually is rather informational to some degree about things wow. with buying a house that's pretty cool ah. i'm gonna learn to do my personal finances on an anime <laughs> there's an entire episode we're just there's an entire episode we're just like like i think it's episode nine or so oh i just fell out oh. of my chair oops oh no here i'm coming back oh. here we go okay back in the chair technical glitch sorry about that um there is an episode just like episode nine i think where he just is is hunted by a genie that is like an irs agent like uh and is just like hey you've never filed any taxes on your on your property what's the deal with that and so you just kind of get the whole shalou about you know all these tax records and all like just all this stuff that like actually is real that people really do deal with in real life it's kind of just very bizarre that you see that in a show like this it's like a fantasy yeah never thought i would learn personal finances finances from an anime <laughs> you're teaching us yeah, already better than high school <laughs> yeah dude did you see the episode of teen titans go where robin is uh telling the titans all about like um here's how you become a landlord and and talking about like all these things about you know um Get alone and and uh oh god I, it's it's a very like weird episode just where he's talking about loans and getting a house and getting tenants in your house and just all this weird stuff that i wouldn't expect to see mm-hmm. yeah i think you're talking to the wrong person because i've never seen teen titans go i have no interest in it i have too much pride for the original <laughs> for sake that's fine that's yeah. perfectly fine i've yeah, only I'm the same. I've, I've only seen yeah, clips of it. I, I've only seen yeah. clips of it, but oh my god. What made Teen oh Titans work so much, I just love that it's kind of like a blend of Western and anime combined into a TV show. I, I wish they would continue making that again. Oh, the style. The style was on point. Like, And also, um, Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi. Uh, I don't know if that's like that the show. actual name of the band. That, the show is great. The, the band members, the, the actual like band, 
they did the theme song, and it's such a good song. The Teen Titans, go! Just that was pretty good. I remember the that. aesthetic. I love the aesthetic uh, of Teen Titans. Me too. That that era of Cartoon VR Network was just annoying. the bomb. The era of Cartoon Network around that time was just the bomb. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Manny, Ed and Nettie, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, Ben 10, Teen Titans. Like, so much could be done during... So much was done during that era. There's so much, like, magic to that era that just... I don't know. Some elements of it just cannot be replicated at this point, it seems like. A lot of it was just kind of very much in that time. I mean, what we had yet? Johnny Bravo. Want to replicate it, though. Let's see. Yeah, Let's see. 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 Billy Mando. Let's see. Let's see. Let's I would, you know what? If there was a character I would like Michael to play, just out of just the blue, I would love for you Johnny to Bravo. play Cheese from Foster. No, Foster Home <laughs> oh. for Imaginary Friends. Cheese. <laughs> what the? Hey, chocolate milk. That character. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like. Oh my god. I like chocolate milk. <laughs> I like chocolate milk. He's just very, very silly. <laughs> I love it. I like chocolate milk. <laughs> Oh, That's man. such a great game. I remember, I, I, I just, I distinctly remember just back. I don't know if any of you have seen Honeycast or know Honeycast. That's a podcast me and my uh, girlfriend Ashley have done in the past, um, and still do mm-hmm. to some degree. But it's like very, very rare that we do it. Um, we're trying to pick it back up. But to go off that tangent, I just remember one of the get one of the people we have on that show, Ed Bosco, who was again the voice of Alistair in uh, Hasbun Hotel. Uh, I just, I, I just remember during one stream. I don't know what happened. He just was on a kick where he um he had just learned how to do like an impression of courage to the cowardly dog. And so almost the entire stream he would just go like, "Oh, the things I do for love." <laughs> he constantly oh my would just God. do that impression. <laughs> just like, "Oh, I love Muriel. That. Oh, oh, oh." <laughs> 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 really That's funny, great. Man. I need. Yeah. You know what? I'll ask. I'll ask about that later because I'm curious. <laughs> I've been following Ed since um, he was in the Brony fandom. When he used to be Black Griffin for the longest time. Oh no no was, no! Right? Black Griffin is the Black Griffin is the singing oh, voice for Alistair. Ed is a different person. Oh. oh okay. No. Gabe. Gabe. Black Griffin. He's he's also very very sweet. Uh, I I've, I've, I haven't spoken to him as much as I have with Ed, but. Um, Black Griffin is also just a total class act. Like I've I've never had a bad experience with him. He's very sweet. Aw, I never knew that there were two characters him. playing him. Well, yeah, some voice singing, actors usually have a singing singer. voice. Yeah, Alistair had a singing voice just because, um, you know, with with Alistair, um, there's a certain style of singing that he does, and I don't think Ed was at least at the time not really able to replicate it as as well as was needed. Um, so they had a secondary voice just to the singer um, for Alistair. I still have mixed feelings about knowing cartoon characters and knowing that they have the main voice and then they have another person doing the singing. Because depending on who you cast as both, it could easily be distinguished that they're two completely different people or they're both phenomenal and they just sound like the exact same person. I still have mixed feelings about that. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it depends on how you feel about it. Again, because you know there are a lot of instances where I wouldn't even really recognize that there was a different voice. Like you watch a lot of older Disney movies. Like you know, um, you watch Aladdin or you watch um, Hercules, and you, yeah, and you recognize that the singers for those characters are all different than the, the actual voice act. Like Matthew Broderick. Uh, is a singer. I think he does sing as Simba in that movie. I can't remember if he does or not, but in in at least Hercules and Aladdin, those have different singing voices than the actor. And I would never have known if it wasn't pointed out to me, at least as a kid. Like, as as an adult that's into voice acting, I kind of can tell now. But back then, I would have never guessed. Scar does. Scar has a different singing yes. actor. Well, 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 Scar in, in Lion King, he's mostly Jeremy Irons, but there's just one part where he blew his voice out, and then they had to get Jim Cummings to do the rest of it. You can you can kind of hear when it is, though, because you'll, you'll hear, like, aspects of his Tigger voice, you know, Tigger, like, 
that that character. Like you'll just hear aspects of that in the in Scar after a certain point during his song. Oh really? Hmm. I need yeah, to, just in, in I need be prepared to find that out. <laughs> in be prepared if you listen to it. Um, Jeremy Irons sings up to the point where he says, "You won't get a sniff without me." And then after that, he blows his voice out. And then from there on, so prepare for the coup of the century. That's that's all Jim Cummings instead. Um, everything oh. from that point on is 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 the voice of Tigger uh, from from Winnie the Pooh. From that point on. Oh really? I'm gonna oh, I'm God. gonna have There's to watch Lion King to see that. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, have much Lion knowledge. <laughs> I don't have much knowledge of the voice actors out there and the names and everything, but I feel like. They come back, but they do so many different voices that you can't tell. Like, this one individual could be doing 15 different voices. It's all Here, the same person. The actor that I was just mentioning, Jim Cummings, um, I called him Tigger's voice actor specifically because that's the voice that, like, I recognize the most out of that, you know, Be Prepared song. He's also Winnie the Pooh, and he's also, like, Pete in Mickey Mouse. He's, um, what, what is it? What is the... Fo- the- the uh, lightning bug character in Princess and the Frog, the um, the one with a very Cajun accent. Um, he's he's in a bunch of stuff. He's like Disney's main voice actor, and he just he's very oh, versatile. Wow. It's it's very wild just how there will be certain voice actors that um, with certain studios they just they get utilized a lot, like Frank Welker, Jim Cummings, Tom Kenny. Um, sorry for. <laughs> I don't know if you guys no, know. No, you're all fine, those names, man. No, you're but, fine. Yeah, just, I don't know those, those are names, all like, but it's okay. It's, it's good for those knowledge. are all specific. Those are all specific voice actors that just are all over the place. Do a lot of work. That uh, Tara Strong is like another one. Um, just do a lot of work. People, you know, mm-hmm. might not always recognize it, but they're everywhere. You know what? Let's let's switch it up a notch. Yeah, now we're gonna ask you questions that does not involve voice acting. Okay. Perfect. We go to conventions. We go to conventions, right? And last week we had our convention episode. So, do you have any crazy or weird convention stories? I have one that I don't think I've spoken about publicly. Uh, that's kind of funny. Um, I'm not gonna like give out too many personal details on this person because I don't want them to. You feel don't have bad to if you don't want it. to. No, I'll tell it. I'll tell it. I don't want them to feel bad if they somehow stumble upon this and realize, oh, no, I left a bad impression. It's fine. I don't like don't don't worry about it. If you came up to me like I might recognize you because I do remember the event pretty well, but I won't like be offended or upset. I'll just be like, hey, maybe don't do that next time. Uh, (laughs) So they um, I was guesting at a convention in Florida uh, called Ancient City Con. And uh, I got to meet a lot of lovely people there. Very fun. Um, There was a cosplayer that came up to my booth and uh, said hello to me that was dressed up as the character Valentino um, from Mm -hmm. Hasbun Hotel, which, for context, Valentino being uh, Angel Dust's boss, uh, who, I guess, um, him and Angel do not have the best relationship. They've got a pretty toxic relationship. Um, I already know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I can already. Oh boy! Can you oh, boy. oh, I, I well, can. Oh God. Well, the way that it, the situation that I'm describing went is this person, um, you know, wanted me to. Uh, they they wanted to film a little video where I confront the character of Valentino as Angel, and so they had their little. You you know, they had a, a friend with a camera kind of record it, and they had me, you know, just kind of um, approach Valentino and, like, say something as Angel, like, you know, you know, I really don't appreciate the, the shit you do to me. Like, I don't appreciate, like, stuff like that. Just kind of, like, also I swore. But th- that kind of stuff. Where, like, <laughs> yeah, <you're> good. <laughs> where, where it's, just, it's just him confronting the character of Valentino. Before I even said anything, this person, like, grabs my shirt and pulls me in. And like and like starts yelling at me as if they're the character, and I'm like, this is not appropriate. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. like, I'm a, like, I'm like, this is absolutely not appropriate. What is going on? Like, I didn't say anything in the moment because I was just taken aback by it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I just kind of let it play out. I'm, I I do say like whatever I said is ain't. I don't even remember what I said, but I basically do confront mm. the character in that scenario. And then the video it's... ended, and I'm just like, wow, that was a really awkward experience. 
I don't want to oh have that God. happen again. <laughs> it's kind of that like is... they were, it kind of reminded me of that one scene where Heath Ledger was playing the Joker and he he was talking to that lady. He, she was actually very uncomfortable with that that scene. But he was really getting into his Joker character. That's what it reminds me of. If you know what I'm talking yeah. about. No, if you knew I, that, I she was uncomfortable mean. about that. She was legitimately uncomfortable if you didn't know that. Yeah. No, I believe it. There, there okay. are things like that in movies. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Like it's the thing is though, is that um in in some situations it's um it is partially on me also for not like explaining my boundaries in that moment. So I don't blame them because they didn't know. But also I guess in this in the grand scheme of things, I think maybe you should have a little bit of foresight. It may be grabbing another person by like the by their shirt and dragging them like very close to your face um, in a public setting when they are, you know, a guest at a convention. Maybe isn't the greatest thing to do, but it still again, doesn't. Yeah, it still doesn't make it okay. Okay, that is, if the person wanted to grab grab your shirt in the first place, it should have been mentioned ahead of time. Ahead of time, even when you're acting in a scene or you're doing this for TikTok, everyone should be on the same page. And if everyone's not on the same page, regardless of what the what the scene is, what it's for, and what it's going to turn into whether it be for professional production or whatever everyone should be on the same page so what that person did regardless of whether it was a couple of months ago is still like a, no 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 no, no, no okay. for sure for that sure, not I mean, for sure. absolutely not i'm gonna play my devil's advocate here so i come from a cosplay background before being in the furries and sometimes it's really easy to fall into your character and pick up the mannerism and stuff like that and you kind of forget wait were like in real life i can't just do things like that so probably the guy was really excited and he was just playing his character he was just passionate and it just came natural he didn't think about it that's probably i'm guessing that's probably what happened um because it it's something that can happen normally logical or human being yes we're gonna have a discussion hey yeah is it okay if i grab you by the neck it's just gonna be for a video normally that's what you do but i think probably the guy was really excited to meet you and kind of forgot the good manners so Right. Like again, like they're very in this situation, um I guess it's it's a good thing that I've got thick skin and I'm able to like understand the context of it and be like, "Hey, you know what? It's fine. Just don't do that again." I, that didn't yeah, that wasn't scary very though. Kosher. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it's like, like I feel like if it were someone, if it were someone that had more like, you know, um tr I guess, you know, I, I don't really have a lot of trauma with like experiences like that. So to me, a situation like that, I'm just like, eh, it's all in good fun, but also it's just a little awkward for me. You could do that to someone that maybe has a little trauma and that's going to horrify them. And so yes, like um, the, in this situation, um, it's a good thing that I'm someone who's very chill. And so like... The most it was for me is just, wow, this is an uncomfortable situation, not an I'm traumatized situation. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, just, yeah. it's just one of those things where um, sometimes you just kind of need to understand what is and isn't appropriate in a public setting. Um, and like, I don't, again, again, again um, I don't know if they really put that into perspective. I didn't really say anything in the moment, so I don't really blame them too much. Um, I get they were probably very excited, and uh, I've got no mm, hard yeah. feelings. It's just a, it's just of a course, situation yeah. that I remember, and I'm just like, hmm, that was strange. <laughs> yeah, it's no excuse for proper good manner. It's it's an accident. He did a mistake, but still, like people, they should always ask. Like if you're gonna, oh, of course, for, for people out there, if you're gonna meet somebody that you know you're a big fan of, you like their work, try to remember to be polite and don't forget the basics of meeting somebody new. You know them more than they know you, so don't make it awkward for them. Yeah, we're and all also human beings thing... here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also yeah. just the, the thing that like, made it. <laughs> The thing that just made it a little more awkward was just that it was a very public setting. So, like, every single guest next to me and across from me, like, immediately looked up. Because they yelled when they, like, put my face in. They yelled oh. out loud. They're like, so, I'm just, like, everybody is watching. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I'm just like, that's a little weird. Because everybody mm -hmm. in, the, like, in the surrounding area is watching. I'm like, this is a little weird. Um... <laughs> 
but yeah, one knows uh, one knows uh, awkward just moments where you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to be here right now. Yeah, I'm just like, like, I hope this ends soon. We've all had that moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we all have. But we have, I have one more question to ask you, and then it will be the end of the show soon. So here we go. Now, what's a common misconception people have about you when they meet you for the first time? Well, um, I used to go on VR chat a lot more, and so I would meet people on VR chat, um, just kind of in in rooms because I I've got, I've got a lot of friends that um, use VR chat more so than I do. I haven't really used it in years. Um, but a common misconception that I've experienced is just people expecting me to not be myself and not expecting me to just be more chill, I guess. Because because um, a lot of people, when they see someone that, you know, especially as a voice actor for a character they like, um, sometimes they'll think that a voice actor, like, is a method actor almost, where they'll think that I'm constantly in character or I'm constantly, like, you know is Angel, or I've got, like, similar behaviors to my character, like Angel or Rocky or N or anything. But uh, it's, when in, it's when... not like... But it's not like you're a WWE wrestler where they have to believe in their own gimmick. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. Like, like I can get into a character, but I'm not, not that character. Um, so, mm-hmm. I'll meet someone and they'll be taken aback that I don't act anything like my character. It'll, It'll just surprise them. And I'm. it's like, well, I mean, I'm just a guy. Like, I'm a voice actor, and I do, like, voice these characters, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to behave like them or role-play as them. Yeah. <laughs> if I meet someone, like, I'm, I'm not really that type of person to just be, you know, in character at all times around mm-hmm. people. Um, But, yeah, that that's, that's the main thing, is just people not expecting me to be, like... Uh, just, just myself and not a mm. character. That's that's something a lot of voice actors tend to go through is just them kind of being associated with a character and them them assuming, oh, so you're like this character as a person, and that's no, not necessarily no. the case. I feel like I'm probably that's gonna go every through actor in existence, though. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much, it's probably gonna happen to be too. They pinpoint you as this person that they recognize you as. They don't actually think you're an actual person like behind the voice of their favorite characters and you know what honestly i think it's perfectly fine in like certain situations like if you're at a convention or something if someone comes up to you and is like hi angel dust of course especially if it's like someone who's a fan and i'm at a convention and it's like that kind of situation i'm gonna be like um well look who it is hello nice to meet you what's up you know i'll i'll, I'll just go into character for them because they they came to a convention to see me and like they know me for Angel, of course I'm going mm. to give them, you know, Angel Dust. That way they're having a good time. Or if someone comes up and they're like, "Oh my God, it's Rocky!" I'll be like, "I'll be like, hey, how's it going?" <laughs> just, just kind of go into character, into do the voice, Super talk to them cute. as the character. Um, I'll do, I'll do stuff like that for them in that situation. But like, if it's a more like casual situation, I if I'm but let's say I'm at a convenience store and someone just happens to recognize me. I'm not going to be inside of a convenience store and just start acting in character. It's, gonna, it's a little weird, especially if there's a lot of people. I might like, it's acknowledge not the vibe. them. It's, I, might yeah. igno- I might acknowledge that I voice the character and be like, hello. Like, you know, if they ask yeah. me questions or if they say, like, can you say something as Angel? I might I might be like, um, yeah, whatever. Mo- let's move on. Screw this. Like, I, I might do something that, like, a little quieter and low-key in a situation like mm-hmm. that. But, like, I, I, I'm not going to just immediately go into character, like, just off the bat. Like, hey, Angel Dust. I'm not going to be in a grocery store and go, like, who the fuck said that? <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not going to do that in a grocery store <laughs> or something. I just, I just remembered, because when I first moved to, um, I moved to California for a little bit with my mm-hmm. partner, um, just while she was mm-hmm. getting her affairs in order, to move to another house, which we live in now in Washington. But while we were in California for a short while, I went to, we went to a Staples within the first week we moved, and immediately uh, this dude recognized my, my housemate's Haspen Hotel shirt and was like, oh oh my god, I love that show. Do they have any merch of Angel Dust? And I was there, and we just stayed so silent because I was not about to out myself. 
<laughs> this guy doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's up against for it, sure. It's okay. He doesn't have to know. We'll go incognito. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do that all the time. I just just last week I went to a pet store and I, immediately after I left the pet store. I, there was a, I got a notification for a mention on Twitter where someone's like totally just saw Kovax at my at my job today, and I'm like, bro, were you at the Petco? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, holy crap. Okay, well, we live in the same town. Hello. Oh my god. That's yes. amazing, dude. Yeah. Oh, so yes. wild. Yeah, it could be that way sometimes. But anyways, Michael, thanks for coming on to this show. It really means a Absolutely. lot. Big honor for that. Thank you hey, so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, thank you so much. Much. You're really funny. <laughs> really funny. You're really funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to do it just one more time. <laughs> I just had to do it one last time. Oh my god. Oh my it's god. So sexy. So... Oh my god. <laughs> Why does it cluster me so much? Listen, coming out of so this good. avatar, you don't expect it. <laughs> It's no, fine. no, it's, that it's is startling because I was that like, is a fair point. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just picture this bearish man speaking to me with that voice, and it's like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> it couldn't, it couldn't <laughs> be farther. It couldn't be farther from how I actually am, which is just, it's really funny. <laughs> that's that's oh, what's yeah. great about it. But again, thank you, and we are going uh, to end this episode. We'll see you guys next week on Top Docs. Until then, have a good night. And enjoy your week. Bye. Oh, no, 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 no. Bye. 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 That's a wrap. <laughs>